Welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 231. And today we're going to be doing reviews of two 90s movies that were super silly, kind of crazy, fun comedy horror movies, essentially. One might be a little lighter on the horror than the other, but they're both with well within the horror universe, in my opinion. Right. So that is we're going to be talking about I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle from 1990. And my boyfriend's back from 1993. My boyfriend's back. (laughs) (laughs) Which they didn't even have in the fucking movie. They did it, but they had it in the trailer, the song. That still doesn't matter. It seems like (laughs) dumb. It's weird. It's like, what did they get? Licensing issues or something? I I don't know. But yeah, I'm excited to talk about these. Uh, Kino Lorber had a sale. Uh huh. And I caught the, I think, I don't know if it's even still going on. I know it was for like two weeks or something like that, but they like do a lot of sales. And when they do, they have some really good stuff in there that you may not realize or that you haven't thought of in a while. Like I almost bought the grapes of death, which is this, this really, really weird, obscure, like French horror movie from like the late sixties or seventies or something like that mm-hmm. about this town that has grapes that ferment in a bad way and cause people to go crazy and kill each other. And it's really not as amazing as it sounds, but it's actually not a bad movie. Was there jam in that movie? I don't know about the jam, but I just, I like oh. movies where towns of people go oh, crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. and you just don't know what to expect because there's a lot of that, like standing in the room with an elephant, like with some danger Mm-hmm. And I love that in movies like that is like there's something about that. So if somebody can bottle that and like even that's why we like the crazies. Right. 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 Because the whole town. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, we need more stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, or like know. Splinter. Remember Splinter? Splinter. Are you talking about Split? the one? No, no. Wait. Is that the one about the creature that comes like and grabs a hold of people or whatever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. It was like oil or something. Yeah. It was weird. That wasn't a crazy town, though. Oh, I don't know why. I'm there were some it. bad guys that like robbed a store or robbed somebody and their car broke down and then they they took over that car. It's got. That, oh, that's not what I'm thinking. It's of. got that guy I, from Road Trip in it, the one with the pipe. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think it was the guy with the. I can't remember. So, yeah, Kino Lorber had a sale. These were in the thing. We were waiting for them. The day we got them was like Thursday. We're like, fuck. (laughs) And then we ended up watching both of them the same night. Thank you for doing that. No problem. It actually really helped out. (laughs) Plus, I wanted to see them anyway. Mm -hmm. It's like I hate waiting like a week to see all these movies sometimes. You know, like (laughs) we have we got like Monster Dog. What else do we get? 
Just a ton of oh, I stuff. I got some really like wacky eighties, like sci-fi horror movies that I want to do and like bunch of stuff for fucking my birthday. So we, we're well packed, but just as a heads up next week, we're going to be doing the wheel of horror. Actually we might do, maybe we do it on the podcast and then have everybody pick the secondary movie for the other one. Oh, okay. Do you want to do that or right now? Yeah. Oh, sure. Well, we can do it. Or the end of the episode? Yeah, because we're going to be doing, uh, we got a tw- like a box of 20 movies that came with uh, for Hammer Horror. Well, technically it's just Hammer films, but there are like, I think, 10 movies in there that are horror and 10 mm-hmm. that are not. So I thought, well, why don't we, you know, just watch one of those of the box set that Plemke got us mm-hmm. and then, you know, spin the wheel for the other 10 that are popular Hammer Horror movies. That we should watch because I didn't want to just be limited to the obscure titles. Mm -hmm. I was like, if we're going to do Hammer Horror, let's do Hammer Horror. (laughs) All right, guys. So here's how it's going to work. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different titles in two sections. One that I own that we got out of that 20 pack and then eight that we don't own. Which one should I spin for? Uh, The ones we have. Okay, so the ones we got out of the 20 pack? That, yeah. That, okay. So in that pack, we have These Are the Damned, The Old Dark House, The Two Faces of Dr. Jekyll, Maniac, The Snorkel, Die, Die, My Darling, Scream of Fear, and The Revenge of Frankenstein. Now, there were some other ones in there, but they were also like sequels. And I, oh, I, yeah. di- I didn't want to pick movies that were like, third or fourth iterations unless we did yeah that's silly yeah unless we had the other ones that were like because we have the revenge of frankenstein and then i also put on the ones that i don't own the curse of frankenstein which is the sequel to it Mm -hmm. so if we roll the revenge of frankenstein we're going to automatically do the curse of frankenstein with it oh okay but if it's not it's one of these other ones then we'll have everybody else pick of one of the eight Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Right. On the, like, do you love horror on Twitter? We'll just have you write the name out so that you can, mm-hmm. you, you guys can pick for us. So, first of all, let's spin the wheel of horror. Horror. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Is it stuck? <laughs> Sounds stuck. It's the bottom one. It is the bottom one. Is that bottom what it is? one? By okay. The skull. So two. So the old dark house. Okay. Okay. So May third, when we do our episode for that, it will include the old dark house. Now, the other ones that we have, and if you want to just know these for yourselves, the curse of the werewolf, the legend of the seven golden vampires, the curse of Frankenstein, the plague of the zombies, horror of Dracula, the brides of Dracula, vampire circus, and twins of evil. Hmm. So those are your choices, guys, that you can pick from. I will be posting it in the group or, you know, on Do You Love Horror Facebook group. If you don't already belong there, go ahead and join anytime you want. I'll put it on Twitter. You can write it below that. and I'll add them all up by the end of the thing and see which one wins. Any duplicates, obviously, go towards the one that may win. But yeah, so Hammer Horror Month, we're going to do one every month. 
Every four weeks, we'll do another episode where we spin the wheel of horror eight times. So for the next... The rest of the year. Yeah, the rest <laughs> of the year and on, so like eight months or whatever, we'll have one week where we do the Hammer Horror, and then we'll be done with that and move on to something else. Like, if we do have a special in between there, we may, you know, adjust it or something like that. We'll figure it out. But for the most part, we're going to stay true to once every four weeks. I thought it might be just too much to do it for a whole month. Mm-hmm. You know, some of you guys may not like Hammer Horror at all, but this is to kind of like open our minds a little bit to try some new things that we haven't done. So mm-hmm. I hope you guys will join us on this journey and enjoy these movies with us. Right. I'm excited. But uh, yeah. So don't forget Old Dark House. And then you guys pick what the other movie's going to be for the next week. And then we'll do that. But I think it might be that time. I'm so excited. Horror Shots! All right, so guys, we picked the movie that uh, we thought was probably the best, and I still think it is, uh, is the movie I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle from 1990. It's a British film, and in the movie, there's a, a motorcycle <laughs> that is a vampire. And uh, so Christina decided to come up with a shot that she wrote down the ingredients for. We're calling... A vampire motorcycle shot. Let's keep it easy. <laughs> yeah, right. We were going to call it a six, six cylinder with a six instead of a C, <laughs> but I was like, that's just too crafty. Just call <laughs> it a vampire. Much. Yeah. yeah a vampire gonna... motorcycle. Exactly. Just like so. the movie. But anyway, so Christina wants you to tell us this is your ingredients. All right. So I used some garlic infused vodka, which you can buy, but I didn't want to buy it. So I just poured some garlic yeah some minced garlic into vodka and let it sit there for like a day oh okay so guess what infused vodka yeah we didn't have to go buy a special version that we might not like right <laughs> right so you want to use about a third of that okay and then the rest v8 the, yeah v8 did you get the hot juice. kind or did you no i just got the original I feel like the hot kind might, might have been more appropriate probably but i my stomach can't handle that i understand so Suck it. And so what are the purpose of these two little uh, things that well, you have here? It's almost like a Bloody Mary. And I was like, I have these cute little tall shot glasses. And I was like, I'm going to put some celery in there. Look cute. <laughs> kind of looks like the teeth of the motorcycle. Oh, it does. It really does. Yeah. I thought that's why you did it. That I was, is I was trying to I give you an it. easy out there, but you didn't take it. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> so, all right. Let's try it. It's pretty much a simple thing here. But, you know, it's just to get into the spirit of the movies. Right. We're, we're not trying to be Bartistas here, guy, or put out any books on it. <laughs> but, you know, we do enjoy it. So cheers. Cheers. Or wait, what what did they say? Wait, what? I love Bloody Marys anyway, so it's like... In the name of the Father, the Son, and holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> Delicious. Can you, can you taste the garlic? I can't... Ooh, there it is. Yeah, it's in there. It's in there. Yeah. Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Part of the reason we put garlic in it because, I mean, not just because the vampire motorcycle is that there's a detective in the film called Detective Cleaver who has terrible, it's a running gag in the movie where he has terrible garlic breath. Mm-hmm. So we were hilarious. like, it is hilarious. I mean, it's not, it's not the funniest thing I've ever heard, oh, but right. it's just funny. Right. So, but we wanted to make sure we had extra garlic in there. And I think it tastes really good, too. It actually does. It tastes really good. This is going to go on my good When we go to Vegas, that's what I like to drink in the mornings is a Bloody Mary. Mm Mm-hmm. 
do some slots for a couple hours, and bam. We should go to Vegas. Oh, yeah, eventually. Can we, we should go. We, we, you got we're a couple vaccinated. hundred extra dollars we're, laying around? We're vaccinated, bitch. Let's go to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> you sound drunk as shit. I do. <laughs> I so it, just, it just takes a little. vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> Puke number two. Christina. Ding, 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 ding. Anyway, guys, so if you would like to try a vampire motorcycle, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. Watch it for horror shots. All right, guys, so now we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes of the two reviews of two 90s horror comedies. I bought a vampire motorcycle from 1990 and... My boyfriend's back in 1993. We're going to go ahead and do that right now. So, I bought a vampire motorcycle. What is it all about, Alex? Well, I'll tell you. It's about a vampire motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> but no, when a motorbike gang kills an occultist, the evil spirit he was summoning inhabits a damaged bike. The bike is then bought, restored, but it reveals its true nature when it tries to exact revenge on the gang that had its owner killed and anyone else who gets in its way. Tagline, the bike that runs on blood, not petrol. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> Strange. It's just, it's more of like a dry humor. Right. You know what it British. was? It British. might, that might have been um, like a commercial thing, like a saying that they had out there. For oh, like another, for like a motorcycle. Right. And they might have said, the car that runs on love, not petrol. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it could have been it something like, right. Like we, we just don't know what it is. Right. This movie is directed by Dirk Campbell, who directed a lot of British kids' TV shows, including The Tales of Friendship, Winnie the Pooh, and On the Night Garden, as well as, like, Little Witches or something like that right. I saw. an episode of that. Yeah. There is also uh, two writers on this movie, Michael Miller and John Wolskell. Michael Miller was mostly known as an editor, and this is his only written credit, actually. And John Wolskell actually did The Crucible of the Vampire. Which came out in 2019, by the way. So they really like recent. vampires. Yeah, they must. I'm going to have to check that one out. This is starring Neil Morrissey, who is naughty, known as Nick Oddy. <laughs> naughty. Naughty, which <laughs> is such a naughty. cool name. I yeah, don't know it was, that's clever. I thought that was I, clever. I, don't, I just like that name. It's like easy to say. Uh -huh. Makes you want to say it. I don't know why. Naughty Toddy. That's what I was thinking about we were going to do oh, for the shot. Yeah, oh, Naughty Toddy. Yeah, Naughty Toddy. Yeah, that would have been a good idea, too. Um, Like a hot toddy. Yeah. Right, right. But yeah, he played the character Naughty, and he was in. Bo he is Bob the Builder, the voice of Bob the Builder, by the way, <laughs> which is insane. Right, it's so crazy. <laughs> He's also in The Crucible of the Vampire from 2019, The Bounty from 1984, and British Men Behaving Badly in 1992, and all eras. <laughs> <laughs> this he, is also. <laughs> he is to blame. Yeah. It's also starring Amanda Knorr, who plays Kim, the girlfriend. She was actually the girlfriend of Naughty or Neil Morrissey. In real life. In real life. I don't know if they're together no, they're anymore. No, they're not together anymore, but they were. Yeah, she was previously married 
to him as well. They were a thing for a little while, I guess. But she was in The Zero Option from 1988, The Frontline from 1993, and also was in Star Wars Return of the Jedi. She played a female musician in that. Hey, she's in Star Wars. Yeah, that's, that's pretty I, That's pretty it's awesome. It's like, fuck you. Are you in Star Wars? She had a speaking role, too, in that. In really? Return of the Jedi, she had a speaking role. That's good. She was one of the creatures in the, the cafe. Well, if you're a fan of Star Wars, you're probably fucking pulling your hair out and freaking out what about something that Star Wars did. I don't know. That's pr- <laughs> it seems to be the thing you do nowadays when you have fandom is freak out about everything, good or bad. Oh, you must <laughs> be talking about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I found that out the hard way. <laughs> I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm just saying I didn't realize there was this much like serious like nostalgia for Mortal Kombat. You know? Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> anyway, Michael uh, Elphick, who was in this movie as well, he played the detective Cleaver, who was in the hit series Boom, which uh, came out in 1986. There's Three Up, Two Down from 1985. Crawl from 1983. He was actually the voice. Really? Mm-hmm. He was the voice of Kroll. Huh. I did not know that. He was in Dead in the Water 2002 and EastEnders from 1985. It also stars Anthony Daniels, who plays the priest and most more popularly known, speaking of Star Wars, as C-3PO. He is C-3PO in like every single Star Wars everything. And he he does the voice of him and everything. Yeah, that's awesome. And all the animation and everything. Yeah, he... uh, would be considered slumming it. Right, <laughs> totally. This. I got some interesting uh, trivia on that too, as well. But mm-hmm. he's a really cool guy. Like I was watching his interview; he's just cool. Oh, he's that's just a cool. really nice guy. You can tell he's just like, yeah, I got to act. You know, mm-hmm. like I got to do like a real thing. You know, right? That's cool. Um, but yeah, Christina, what did you think of this movie? Oh well. Did you watch the trailer before seeing I it? I did, did not. You? I actually thought this movie was a seventies movie mm-hmm. because I knew there was a lot of possessed motorcycle movies in the seventies, <laughs> so I just assumed. Well, who knows? Maybe it was inspired by the seventies. It, it might have been. I don't know, but I mean, so I wasn't expecting much from this. I was like, oh god, Alex is showing me another fucking stupid this movie, stupid movie from the seventies <laughs> again. <laughs> Some slow ass piece of shit that's not gonna go anywhere. All right, you can stop before uh, <laughs> you're fired. Okay, but no, I am like super impressed with this movie. I we had a lot of fun watching this movie. I wasn't expecting it to be this funny and gory and yeah, no, I agree. It was like unexpected, unexpectedly brilliant. That's what I wrote down. Okay, wow. <laughs> Um, this is your type of humor. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And which is funny because usually I don't like British humor. It's really like dry, but this really hit all the marks for me. I really. Yeah, it's it. kind of like dry humor with a wink. Yeah. It, it And it had like Fright Night vibes to it. Like, oh, it okay. Kinda, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Can you see that? Like, a little I bit. Totally, I totally saw that when we were watching the movie. I was writing it down. I was like, oh my God, is this kind of. You're like- so cool, Bruce. <laughs> You're so cool, Naughty. <laughs> But it was lacking. I felt um, that it could have beefed it up towards the end. Okay. I felt it was lacking towards like the end parts. But all right, I be- I really liked all the characters. Yeah. Everybody acted good. The music was great. Eight out of ten. 
Really? I'm totally glad I, that you bought this. Yeah. I'm totally glad you showed this to me. I really like this movie. Yeah, I really like it too. It's it's yeah. a it's a very different movie than I was expecting it to mm-hmm. be. I thought, oh, it's going to be wacky, but, you know, it's kind of the roll of the dice to whether or not it's going to be good. But this is a movie that is just a big ball of silly, goofy, bloody fucking fun. It has a lot of the same charm that I have seen in movies like Alex de la Iglesia's Day of the Beast sort of feel with this movie and some of the sort of wacky American comedies of the days too. Like, Mm -hmm. and this is right on the cusp of the nineties too. So it's kind of like almost feels a little eighties, but it also is a little bit of nineties as well. Right. Uh, But this is of course done in the UK and I'm just saying it has that sort of vibe or comedic tone to it that you might find in Alex de Iglesia. Plus the fact that it's so gore filled really elevates the movie for me as a whole. Like mm-hmm. it adds so much more to it because it's it's a movie. It's like Gore doesn't make the movie. Gore adds to the movie, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't spare any expense and they didn't really have a lot of money to make this movie either. So they did do a oh, lot of did. gore and they were using like sausages and tomato sauce and mm-hmm. whatever they could, you know, to just make it work. Mm-hmm. And they did it. Hell, even the soundtrack at times, I got like a sort of like a vibe of Peter Jackson's uh dead alive music oh yeah totally because each of the characters sort of have their own little tune right you know and there's a lot of really big characters in this movie that that each have their own quirks and do their own silly things but it all feels the same one silly orchestra Mm -hmm. so it's like the music really worked in there now the jokes i wouldn't say are as funny as something like dead alive or brain dead aka dead alive Mm -hmm. it's not on that level exactly that's like more than superior type of, of comedy, in my opinion. Right. But I also think fans of that movie will like this mixed with the gore and they could probably get down with this movie, you know, because of it. So mm-hmm. just that's why I compare it to that. There are a few times that the movie does have a couple of dragging moments. Mm hmm. Uh, it doesn't cover its flaws 100% to make it entirely more realistic or anything, because this isn't that kind of movie. This is just just a fun movie. It's like you feel like you get the idea that the people that made this movie before, after, and during watching this and all the research I did on it, you just know that these are good people. Mm-hmm. You know, like they just wanted to have a good time and make a fun movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's about a fucking motorcycle that gets possessed and becomes a vampire running around, driving by itself and out at night killing people. And that's glorious. Like, there's a lot of gore in this. Whether it's good or bad, it doesn't fucking matter. I personally, I think it's on a, a well above average level. Uh, then, then, but there are a couple of shots that are kind of silly that go really slow. <laughs> <laughs> right some decapitations that kind of made me laugh <laughs> yeah but it's kind of part of the charm of this movie i've been wanting to pick this one up too for a really long time now because i remember when it first came out i was like christina have you heard of this we should get this or something like that put it on the list alex <laughs> put it on the list <laughs> It's like, oh, my God, that list is endless. It is. But I love finding weird little gems like this from the 80s and 90s lately. I think this one has a mix of both because, I, you know, it's like right on the cusp. So you get a little bit of both worlds. Mm -hmm. Like some of the acting is amped up to a better degree, but it's also a little bit more aware of itself. And it also is kind of so bad it's good in the same regard, too. Mm Mm-hmm. 
lots of really dry, over-the-top humor that fill the script in this ridiculous romp of excessive weird filmmaking. And the characters all have their, their specific quirks, too, and their own running gags throughout the film that I think really add to the movie, and it means that they really kind of put some thought into it. Yeah, sometimes running gags are a little annoying. Because right. they're very right. obvious. Right. But, but I don't know. This movie just kind of warrants it. And it kind of feels like it belongs in it. And it's just like, oh, God, they're going to say it again. <laughs> you know, but it's also kind of like, great. I don't know. I just liked it. Normally, I wouldn't say that about some movies. You know, I'd be yeah, making fun of it. Yeah, exactly. It gets annoying. And there is stuff to make fun of this movie, but it's still more overall enjoyable. Probably because it was making fun of itself. Yeah. Too. I don't know. It just makes for a really fun, silly film. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people who love these sort of like horror comedies anyway. So it's like kind of a nice find, you know, Kino Lorber, like I said, has had this sale and I picked this up for like 18 bucks. And I think it's worth it if you like to collect weird little fun movies. Mm-hmm. So if you if you get a chance and you can catch on to their sale before it's over, I don't know when it ends. I'm sorry I didn't look it up because I just didn't think about it. But I think the more important thing is that you're going to be laughing at this movie in some way, shape or form. And it's just fun. So I would give this movie at least a 7.5, if not an 8. Oh, there you go. And, you know, that's on the so bad it's good. And also, how the hell did this movie get made score? Right. Because it's it really excels in a lot of places that you would never see. You don't get to see movies like this. Mm-hmm. Not done that well. Like, the acting is, like, better than, you know, I don't know. It just feels like it flows right. Mm-hmm. Some movies, it just, I like independent films but this this kind of covers all the bases so it's not just you know a silly movie you know like mm-hmm. it actually put some real work into it so but yeah so we're about the same that's uh interesting i'm kind of confused that that you uh, thought it was so good i was like kind of thinking I you really were gonna, did. you were laughing a lot right it was just so creative you, you don't really see movies like that i mean you see like possessed when things get possessed like that slacks movie sure. or the couch what was the killer couch and stuff right like those movies are they're, these movies are supposed to be silly right that's why you like black sheep and stuff I like love that bla- i love black sheep we should watch that it's been a while oh yeah we should okay we should. i think we I already lo- did though well, who, whatever <laughs> it's bullshit that's what i always tell you it's just funny <laughs> to bring it up um but yeah no i can see that yeah yeah, it's 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 a fun movie. I I really wish more, more movies were like that. More like the the mm-hmm. the Peter Jacksons and the mm-hmm. like early Peter Jackson type stuff. I kind of miss stuff like that, you know? Right. Where just go all out, man. Like make a movie, you know? Yeah, and, it's ridiculous. And just like go overboard with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know how like Dead Alive is one of my favorite fucking comedy horror comedies of all time. Right. You know, I like Evil Dead too as well, but for me Dead Alive, right? Even though it may use Evil Dead Two as the stepping stone, is like perfection <laughs> because it's just so fucking up my alley. And this is kind of an, along mm-hmm. those lines. It really is. It's not exactly as gory or as funny, but it definitely has the same air about it. I think so. Right. I was really impressed with it. I'm very glad to have it in my collection. What about you guys? What did you think about this movie? Have you seen it? Are you jazzed up to see it? Or are you like, oh, Alex, stop blowing fucking steam again. It's not that fucking good. You fucking Mortal Kombat piece of shit. (laughs) Which I fell asleep while we were watching, by the way. I'll just let everybody know. Yeah, she fell asleep because she was never really interested to begin with. It was boring. (laughs) It was not boring. Anyway... 
So we do have some trivia on this movie. And uh, it's pretty interesting stuff because uh, they have some pretty funny ways of telling it. But of course, if you don't want anything spoiled for you in the movie, I would highly recommend that you watch it first and then come back and then check out and get anything spoiled about all the extras and stuff like that. But it is a very hard movie to find and you're not going to be able to. It's not, it's not hard to find. It's just hard to stream. Mm-hmm. I, I looked for it online um, unless I... I don't know. I couldn't find anywhere that has it. So Kino Lorber has it on Blu-ray, and that seems to be one of the only ways that you can get it. So if you trust me, pick it up. (laughs) If not, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, here's your warning. So when they first came up with the idea, they were kind of tossing around a bunch of other silly horror movie ideas all the time. It was kind of like... Just something they did as, you know, friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because this is a a very big friend production. Like, they were all working for the company that did that movie, Boone, or the show Mm -hmm. that you were talking about that one guy was in. Oh, yeah, yeah, A lot of the people that were in that show or were in this movie. A lot of the Mm -hmm. people who worked on that were in this movie. A lot of the locations that were in that were in this movie <laughs> literally they piggybacked off that movie or that oh, show, that show. <laughs> yeah i don't know it very well so i can't i, I they, it's a huge some people said show and some people said movie so i didn't I, know oh yeah because i think it's a movie too it's a huge show in britain or right. it was a huge show in britain and i think like the late 80s early 90s okay well in either case they came up with ideas like tea time of the dead i like that <laughs> that is pretty funny there's like it reminds me of this uh old uh what do you call it uh short mm-hmm. if you guys ever get a chance look up horror brunch on youtube you will not be dissatisfied <laughs> it is as bad and as good as it sounds and as bad as good as tea time of the dead would be sounds like a podcast it's called name. horror brunch and it was on this movie called sex lies videotapes and more or something it uh-huh. wasn't sex lies and videotapes it was like it was like something where there was like weird random shit in it, like this guy getting slapped for five minutes straight that I was like on acid and fucking watching and with like amazement as this guy just was getting slapped in the face repeatedly. It was just like this random tape my friend had that that would he bought to intentionally freak out his friends on acid. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So we watched it and Horror Brunch was on there and we all fucking loved that. So mm-hmm. I've as always remember that. But anyway, so they came up with an idea for the bike being under the moon and then the moon would be shining on the bike and then you would see piss that would be peeing on the bike and it was a werewolf taking a piss Uh, on a bike uh and that's how it would become right well they were like that's kind of a limited idea because you know werewolves only come out once a month right so they thought well maybe we'll change it around a bit and make it into a vampire (laughs) because they go out every night (laughs) so they decided to make a vampire bike instead. So it could have been a werewolf. I bought a I bought a werewolf motorcycle. Sounds like the sequel. Yeah. Oh. That you know, have it like a trilogy. They had some ideas for a sequel in one of the older um, you know, mm-hmm. making of and documentaries that they had included on the disc, by the way. But part of the reason that the producers were able to make this movie, like I said, was because of that Boone movie. So uh-huh. who knows if they would get the funding right for you know, yeah. for something as silly like that again. Mm-hmm. You know? Anthony Daniels said he was a, a little turned off by the turd in the movie. 
He's C-3PO. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was like, I'm kind of a serious actor. <laughs> yeah, he's like a theater actor. Right. He's like, ah. But he, he, he said he got over it. And then even the director <laughs> was, wasn't too keen on it either. <laughs> he's like, I'm not shooting that. But the producers were like, no, 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 no. This, you don't understand. We have to put these weird shit things in there because that's what people remember in the movie. Right. And they will always point that out. And they convinced me of this, and I decided to go along with it. So I shot a fucking guy eating a turd. <laughs> he did it well. He shot it well. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was extremely funny. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was even really silly. That, it was silly. It wasn't gross or I wasn't grossed out by it. Not at all. Because they said that because the two they put two legs on it, it kind of made it look like legs, so it didn't seem like the guy was sucking on a turd. Right. <laughs> so it made it less gross. Right. But um, the uh, bike in the movie is also called a Norton Commando. Mm -hmm. Okay. They tried to reach out to Harley first about using their motorcycle as their for their movie. Mm -hmm. And Harley was like, absolutely not. You're making a joke out of our bikes and turn them down. So this time they went to Norton Bikes and changed their pitch a little bit mm -hmm. about the vampire part and left that out. <laughs> They said, well, it's a, you know, it's about a magic bike that can drive up walls and stuff. And oh. at the time, Norton was still making bikes at the time. So uh -huh. they were like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do this. So <laughs> they get, little, little did they know. Yeah, I know. That's so funny. But that's, 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 that's smart, man. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. I wonder if they pitched it like Christine, like this is Christine, but with a motorcycle. Yeah, on a motorcycle, <laughs> yeah. So, well, the funny thing is, too, is in the movie, you remember when the bikers are inside and then the Norton bikes outside smashing the other oh, bikes, the other bikes at the and bar. knocking them down? Mm -hmm. Those were Harleys. Oh, on purpose? Yeah. <laughs> so he was like, Wee. That's That's really funny. <laughs> is there a little way to say, fuck you? We did it anyway. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. I thought that was funny that they did that. Sort of a joke on them. Mm -hmm. uh, they used a lot of family members in the movie. So there's a scene where Buzzer gets killed and and, and then Naughty finds out that Buzzer's dead and he walk he takes his bike over and he gets a call, you know, he, he goes mm -hmm. over and they're like, Something happened to Naughty and he goes up and he walks through every single person that he passes, including the old lady that talks to him. That uh -huh. was his mother. Oh, was it? Yeah, he said that that was the the the, the director's mother, or not the director, but the producer's mother. Uh-huh. Uh and the father and like all his cousins and his brothers and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that's funny. Walking through mm -hmm. and the lady's like, oh, "I thought it was quite strange." You know, you <laughs> see the hole in the door where the bike busted oh, through. Right, right, right. She's, I thought that was a quite bit odd. <laughs> <laughs> that's she so cool. Me up. A lot of the running gags are in the movie. There was like the garlic breath. What? There was another one too. Oh, how much the bike he bought it for. Oh, yeah. The well, sunlight. I loved how the bike couldn't go in the sunlight. Well, that's not a gag. Or could it... That's just part of vampirism. Oh, the yeah. Yeah. But the gags for that was the garlic from the detective. They had every time his girlfriend was around, he would lie about the price of what he bought the bike yeah, for. Yeah, like half the price. Yeah. Like he told her it was 600 quid and it was really 1,100 or quid or something. Yeah. And like he kept lying about it. And at the very end, even they, they made a, they, mm -hmm. they carry that gag. I heard they're quite good bikes, you know? So it's a shame. They're usually quite good bikes. <laughs> anyway, but the guy that did the garlic thing, that they kept doing the garlic gag, he actually would 
eat real garlic and put it in his pocket every time they did a scene. So a lot of the times when those guys are smelling his breath, it's real. It's real. That's funny. So it kind of helped them to act better mm-hmm. and like. You can tell too. Mm-hmm. Like you can oh, tell. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Like I watched her and she was like, oh, God. Yeah. And it does smell really bad. Yeah. It almost makes you feel nauseous if you eat it sometimes. Oh, just raw? Just raw. Ugh. Yeah. It's a little too strong. Yeah. It's but good. I just thought that was kind of cool. It's good with that V8. Right. <laughs> they had an issue while filming. There was like a scene that they were like signing, like laying heads on the sidewalk mm. for something and the police came. <laughs> And they were like, they didn't really understand what was going on. And so in thinking about it, they were like, you know, it would be a good idea if we had some cops and some blue lights flashing around. Maybe we should ask these guys if they'll do it. And so they set up the camera and filmed them for a lot of the police shots. Oh, that's funny. I remember that. I remember. Yeah. He said that all they had to pay him was just a cup of tea. Oh, wow. And they did it. Nice. So um, they also had three different ways that they made the bike run by itself. There was the traditional, like, somebody was wearing a leather top and, like, laid down face first on the motorcycle and was just riding it <laughs> uh-huh. with their legs on the side of the bike uh-huh. so that it looked like... No one was on it. Yeah. Then there was also, they had, like, a a trailer that would pull it along. That was the traditional, another, right. tra- you know, regular way. And you could tell. And then there was another scene where they, they actually had a ver, a, like a version of the bike that was really hollowed out and didn't have much on it. Mm-hmm. And they had a, like a machine that stuck close to the ground that would just move it forward. Oh, wow. So they didn't have to worry about, you know, uh-huh. so they were able to pull off a lot of the scenes. So that's why the bike was going so slow. Probably. some of the parts. I, I mean, it is a little uh, reality breaking. Right. Uh, in parts of the movie, like when they were chopping their fucking heads off, <laughs> right. it was just like, it's got those things on the wheel. Like, you know, spikes. what do they call it in Roman times? The gladiators where they, they would have the spikes on the side of their wheels right. when they were um, riding and they would tear into the side of the, right. uh, they had that, but it was like running into the back of their neck really slow. <laughs> and so they were like riding really slow <laughs> and you just see it push the neck and the head rolls back. So it's not like really like grinding their neck and like it just pops off yeah it's, but it's it's but it's still silly it's that cool. made me laugh actually yeah. i was like whatever last bit of trivia this one's pretty pretty big one actually so toad who mm-hmm. is the leader of the gang that killed the occultist he's uh-huh. the guy that always looks down he's got the crazy eyes mm-hmm. he has a scene where he hits a car and then goes flying over it and then through a window into a coffin. Oh, yeah. And it's like, rest in peace, and the lid closes on him. Uh-huh. So he actually did the scene, not with the bike. That was a stuntman. Uh-huh. But he did. They threw him through a window. Through <laughs> the coffin? Into the coffin. Well, I don't know if he landed in the coffin. It was just like a safety area uh-huh. where he landed. And they just threw a, a fake body into the thing. Oh, uh-huh. But when he jumps through the, the, the sugar glass. Uh-huh. There's supposed to be like a, you know, a board that's like pre-cut. It's supposed to break and you don't have to worry about it. Well, someone decided to use traditional English oak wood. That doesn't break. Right. And so when he went through the window in that that scene and uh-huh. hit the ground. Oh, my gosh. He said he was like, everybody was really proud of me. He was like, I stood, I sat up and I was like, why am I wet? 
and it was all blood coming out of his head because oh, no. a piece of the piece of the wood got stuck and ripped his head open and it was supposed to be bossel wood which is really fragile shit uh-huh you can still it still holds stuff it's got weight to it you know a little bit but it's not a it's brittle Right, so it breaks easy. Yeah, somebody decided to use that, so he got cut. He had to go to the hospital, and he already had fake blood all over him anyway. So they like rushed him in, (laughs) (laughs) and then they were like, "Oh, this is mostly just fake blood." blood. Okay, (laughs) he was like in in the interview. He was like, "He was like, yeah, Midge Taylor. That's his name, by the way." He was like, "Yeah, I'm still thinking about suing those bastards." Their interviews and everything were just fucking awesome. Like, I really loved watching the extras in I Bought a Vampire Motorcycle. It seems like all of them just had a blast. Mm -hmm. And you could tell it was like a real... It wasn't... Yeah, it was fun. They're making jokes half the time. They're acting like they they were the real people in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It's just weird. Like, I didn't know what to take for real or not because it's so dry. Uh, right, exactly. You know, but then I was like, oh, I kind of caught on, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. Because <laughs> they were like, there was that scene in the movie where they're like talking, you know, I don't, there's like a bar fight scene, guys. And this, they like start a fight because Naughty's on his bike, on his vampire motorcycle bike that he got back, that he bought. And it goes haywire and goes off on its own through these, the middle of this gang that was part of the ones that killed the owner. Mm-hmm. So the bike kind of takes over and drives through them, and then they see them later, and they're like, "Hey, you're the guy that fucking said, you know, uh-huh. you're the fucker that made us wreck our bikes, so and we don't like that." <laughs> and <laughs> so they like spill, like they all are fighting, and they spill into this like medieval room where they start yeah. sword fighting, which is like. The most, it was so weird. It's so odd. Yeah. It was like, when did this turn into like a freaking Renaissance festival? It, it kind of reminded me like, well, the fight scenes were terrible. They were. But the, the humor of these guys was like, he was like, he's like, oh, I still think to this day that was one of the most amazing. This is my, this is my fake British accent, by the way, which, which very much is like uh, uh, Australian. <laughs> because once you go, you can't you can't split the two up for some reason. It's your English one. Oh, bruv. Oh, bruv. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, it was probably one of the best fighting scenes I think I've ever seen in a movie ever, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's pretty much all we got for the trivia. I just thought we'd be sh- share that a little bit with you guys. Um so let's talk about the very beginning of the movie a little bit and how it starts off. How did you feel about the beginning of the movie? Was it a sufficient start? Did, I, it, did it get I, you interested right I away? I thought so. It got right into it with, like, who who worships Satan on motorcycles? <laughs> like, what what's going on? There's oh, that's like a, a big ritual? 70s thing. 60s, 70s, because a lot of people thought that Hell's Angels were oh, into the devil Satanist, and shit. Yeah. yeah, but it was really funny and the whole, and then the whole fight scene. That happens because doesn't a rival gang like show up in the middle of their seance ritual thing, right? And they're like beheading chickens and shit, and like, (laughs) (laughs) and the leader is shot with a bow. Yeah, but like, there's bow and arrows. Oh no, you forget like they don't have guns. I think it's like a crossbow or something like that. Doesn't he shoot him with a crossbow? Something I just saw. I just remember. And then he falls head first onto the fire. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. And it just lays there like he's not even moving. Right. Like, I mean, it must have killed him instantly. Yeah, you, but you think it killed him, but no, no, no. Well, that's because the, 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 the ceremony that they did mm-hmm. actually did summon Satan. Mm-hmm. And it gets into the guy who died. Mm-hmm. And, and his eyes, he, like, glowing like Kano. Right, and then he gets up and he looks like Two-Face. Right. He's Two-Face. He's all zombie-like, and he, like, rips his own throat out mm-hmm. and spills his blood into the motorcycle's fucking gas tank. <laughs> Which, I guess, turns you anybody into a vampire? Yeah, that's how okay. you get... That's how vampire motorcycles are made. Okay. Every, every single one is handmade like that. You gotta oh. have a gang interrupt your occult thing. A satanic... Gang. And okay. you have to shoot the guy dead in the first shot on the crossbow, and he must fall face first automatically into the fire. Into the fire mm-hmm. Only okay. after you've said the specific rights. So it is. It's they've taken years to you know. Norton bikes have figured it out. <laughs> they figured it out. So too bad they're not around anymore. Pretty yeah. sure they're not made anymore. Oh, they they do. I I oh, got I got contacts on the dark web. But oh, so if you guys okay. need anything, hit me up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Except for the FBI, I don't want them. So don't hit me up. <laughs> so then, Nordy, what's his name? Naughty, Naughty. Nick Naughty. Yeah, Naughty. So he goes and he buys the bike. Yeah, it was like a week later or yeah. something like that. And him and his friend have it, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the friend leaves, and his friend like disappears. Well, he took so- he took the fucking gas cap first off. Oh, yeah, he stole the, the motorcycle's gas cap. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a dick. <clears throat> like, how much could you possibly get for a gas cap? Yeah. You know? Ten bucks? Like, yeah, it was weird. But that pissed off the vampire bike. So then the vampire bike went after that guy that night, ripped his apartment apart. They didn't show it. They they Dude, there was blood everywhere. Yeah. And the, there was blooded motorcycle tracks up on the wall. It was yeah. so funny. <laughs> Which is so silly. It was so funny. Yeah. It's like and I love that whole scene where they're walking through the crowd and the old lady, it's mm-hmm. which is the producer's mom mm-hmm. or the writer or creators. I don't know who it was. I guess I forget who it was in the interview, but I don't know. I just thought it was really funny. And then they find his head in there and then the Right. That's when you meet the the, the detective, Doctor mm-hmm. or Detective Cleaver, Cleaver. Cleaver. That's when he knows something's up but doesn't believe it anyway for some reason, even though the tire tracks are on the fucking wall. Yeah. <laughs> it's so obvious. There was that scene. I just want to mention a few scenes because we can't go through the whole fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a scene where they stop at the Foo King, mm-hmm. which is the <laughs> Chinese restaurant. or It's called Foo King. Fucking. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming they're making that joke. But the guy goes in and his girlfriend's on the motorcycle sitting on, on the vampire bike. And he's like, she's yelling at him through the window. She was like, oh, you know what? Get the garlic prawns. I want the garlic prawns. Make sure there's extra garlic. And he's like, oh, okay. And he turns. And when she, when he turns forward, the bike drives off with her. And fucking like. It's like, no garlic. Yeah, no, no garlic. It's like, oh, my God. It was so funny. And then it, he, the bike like throws her off. And then the bike goes to kill the other bikers. Yeah, one of the bikers, there's like, um, it goes back to the bar where it was like knocking over all the bikes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this guy gets on it and he's like, yeah. And, and like a spike comes out of his leg while he's riding it. Like it goes through the inside of his leg out the side, mm-hmm. which looked really cool, by the way. And then it like speeds up and stops. And then he goes flinging off. 
there's two guys that are tagging, like spray paint tagging. Right. And not good stuff either. Like, yeah, trying to do graffiti. Yeah, it's terrible. And one guy's like, oh, you know, I think that sign needs a little bit more red. And, and then splat, his dead body comes His flying. body sprays the fucking part. Like, what the fuck? Did we talk about the turd scene or what? No, that that was a... It was a dream sequence. Yeah, it was a dream sequence. Which is a little disappointing. Which is kind of weird, but I mean, it was funny. Oi, naughty, it's me down here. Naughty, come down, it's me. What is that, a talking Ted? <laughs> Jumps in his mouth, wiggles its feet and shit. He's trying to pull on it to get it out. And then he wakes up. It's like, ah, uh, what the fuck? I like how they did the close-up on the turd, too, because they, like, actually put this fake prosthetic on the guy's head. Right. In, like, a bathtub or something like that. I don't know how they did it. Yeah, well, it was supposed to be a toilet. So yeah, it looked like a yeah. toilet. Yeah, it like, really did. But it was funny. It just looked, It was funny. Yeah, I don't know. That's such a weird little part in the movie. What else is another scene that you like? Oh, when he was with the priest and the... Didn't the motorcycle, like, cut off its his fingertips? Yeah, he was, like, sitting on it. He was like, oh, this is a nice bike. And he, he's, like, he puts his hand on it, and the and the brake pedal, or the brake handle, right, like, crushes Scrushes his fingers off. Because, it, you know, it doesn't like priests. It doesn't like crucifixes. Yeah. It doesn't like the sunlight. I thought that well, was Well, yeah, because before, he gets his fingers chopped off, and then he goes in and does the mm-hmm. the, the holy, holy water, water, and he's like, for the it's son, like, oh, shit, this- the father, the son, and the holy, holy shit. shit. <laughs> Not as great as the priest in Dead Alive, but right. pretty cool. Yeah, like, it was fun. He, he was fun. He was a good uh, he was, element. He was a good sport about this movie. I appreciate that, actually. Right. How about when the motorcycle breaks into the hospital? It, like... <laughs> It like goes to like the second floor oh, through a yeah, window. Oh yeah, drives down the t- from the top of the roof <laughs> and then through the window. I don't know how. I thought it was silly. It was so silly because it was trying to kill the girlfriend who was in the hospital. That's right. Yeah. It was so silly. It's some. It's funny too because like the bike kind of transforms as it goes. It gets gets further and further, and mm-hmm. it keeps filling up his thing. There was that scene with the meter maid. She goes up to it and tries to stick the ticket in it for not paying the fucking the meter yeah Yeah, and so she tries to stick it in the broken headlamp and it bites her hand and then (laughs) and the next morning he comes down to get into the car because the bike has been missing and he goes down and he's like hey there's my bike and there's a leg in the front (laughs) (laughs) and stuck in the headlamp it's the meter maid's leg yeah because it made they like break the glass and made it look like like teeth which was so super creative, I thought. Yeah, there's a lot of really fun stuff like that in there. I don't know why. Oh, that's right. When the that's right. I forgot to mention one of my favorite scenes, one of the best gore scenes, by the way, mm-hmm. is when the bike does go in the hospital. It busts in, and there's this girl with like a they call it a trolley, but it's like the medicine table. Oh yeah, like cart where the cart and the food and everything mm-hmm. gets put on, and she was wheeling it in, and the bike pops a wheelie pushes her against the wall in between is the trolley or the fucking cart cart and it cuts her in half while it's <laughs> sucking blood out of her neck from the two fucking little prickly like, things like the the tires are held on the two spikes right and by a bolt in between right mm-hmm. out the bottom of the two sides is the fucking teeth and it just starts sucking on her neck <laughs> it was funny <laughs> and then when she finally is it's done sucking her blood it 
the camera pans back and her, her whole body fucking the bike pulls away and her legs fall over and she falls forward on the fucking cart. <laughs> and it was really cool. Mm-hmm. They said that they used like sausages and shit in there to like make the organs oh, because oh, they funny. didn't have enough money to make like real fake like organs. Yeah. Stuff. That was creative. It looked real. It really did. It really looked good. I was really impressed by that. (laughs) There was a scene where the gym, they go to the bike, goes to the gym. (laughs) This shit makes me laugh. He's like, hey, we got to block the door. And the guys are like, hey, what are you doing, buddy? And he's (laughs) like, we got to block the door. There's a fucking killer on the loose and he's trying to get in here. And then and then the bike pushes its way through and he's like, hey, we can't have bikes in here. (laughs) That's what he says. And then it starts attacking the guy, pushes a spike through his fucking hand. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then everybody's panicking. There's a scene where the police show up after that and all of these fucking gym guys like surround the bike and it spins and it explodes them into Mm -hmm. a bunch of arms and hands and stuff like that apparently that was from like earlier movies that he worked on like from other fucking big 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 pictures Uh that were done in england like hellraiser Mm -hmm. and like body parts from hellraiser that they just threw up in the air oh how weird yeah so when you see that you're actually seeing bits of hellraiser (laughs) so that's in this movie Uh uh-huh i thought that was cool that is cool that's when the 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 running gag of the garlic breath the detective uses it to 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 ward off the yeah, fucking to lure bike it, lure it down yeah he like breathes on it and then it his garlic breath wards it off and it pins the body to the wall and someone turns on the tanning booth and it melts the That's fucking right. It melts the fucking bike down to a fucking, like, more like deflates it. Right. Because it kind of looks like it was like a raft or something. Right. It's kind of funky looking. But in the end, you know, Naughty is is, is like filing a nut or something down. Mm -hmm. And it cuts his hand on it. And he covers it with like a, a rag. And he sets it just above the original gas tank. From that bike from that bike Mm -hmm. and it drips into the fucking tank and it's like oh sequel dead it's not dead you're gonna put that tank on something yeah they were saying what do we call it like uh i bought a vampire motorcycle too and then the other guy (laughs) well the other guy was like saying that they should call it something like the vampire motorcycle bike that i bought (laughs) that was a vampire motorcycle rides again <laughs> oh I was like, gosh. that's terrible. That's so long, but that it's kind is. of funny. It's kind of like the movie's humor in a nutshell, in a way. So, <laughs> but yeah, I loved it. And I think you guys should check it out. So, if you listen to the end and that doesn't entice you, while well, you're dead to us. <laughs> anyway, so we do have another movie that we're going to be talking about, and that is My Boyfriend's Back from 1993. That's right. A teenage boy comes back from the dead because he is determined to win the most beautiful girl at school. <laughs> Tagline, a comedy that proves true love never dies. <laughs> it is kind of lovey-dovey, though. It really is. Directed by Bob Balaban, who's directed like a lot of TV shows, and he also directed Parents. Yes, the, with the Randy movie. Quaid. Right. Which we, fucking awesome movie. We have that on VHS. 
No, it, we have it on VHS and Blu-ray. Oh, excuse me. They never put out a DVD of it. Though, so, really? That's yeah. weird. So it was a big deal because uh, Vestron put it out. But Bob Ballad Band has been in a ton of movies as an actor, though. Oh, yeah, you would totally recognize him if you saw him. Yeah, he was in, like, Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind. He was in some pretty big, big movies. What was the mm-hmm. best in show, right, you said? Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. Uh, this was written by Dean Laurie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a writer for Arrested Development, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also was a writer on Jason Goes to Hell. Oh, okay. Also, Harley Quinn, the animated series from 2019. He's written a lot for the iZombie TV show, and he wrote Big Shot from this year. Okay. Starring Andrew Lowry, who plays Johnny. Mm-hmm. He was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, he did that right after this. Yeah, from 1992. Small part, not as big. Also, he was in School Ties, 1992. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a big one. He also starred and wrote that movie called Nothing from 2002, which I've seen, and I did not like it, but a lot of people like that movie. Wait, is it the... Wait, Nothing? Nothing. With the white background? Yeah. Yeah. That's the guy he wrote... That's him. Oh, wait, he... He wrote and started it. That's actually written by the Cube guy. Oh, wow. He was in there, actually. Looked it up. It says, written by as the Drews, Andrew Lowry. I didn't realize. No, he wasn't in the movie. Andrew Miller was in the movie as the, yeah. Vincenzo Natale was the director of that movie and the writer of that story. He played Crawford. Okay, that may make sense, but it definitely, he helped write it. Right. He was a part of it, but but Vincenzo Natale was the big guy who did it. And Andrew Miller and Andrew Lowry both helped write it. The screenplay, I guess. I'm just being specific just to make sure that people understand. Okay. Because that's a big Cube movie. If you're a Cube fan, you know that movie probably. Uh-huh. So, anyway. Tracy Lind, who plays Missy, she was in Fright Night 2, Bugsy, Class of 1999, uh, Kiss and Tell from 1997. Danny Zorn who plays Eddie. He was in Indecent Proposal and Blast from the Past. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Matthew Fox is in this. Also, there's two big stars in this movie. Yeah, big. Um, I would say probably some of the biggest actors in fucking history. Uh, but yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman's in this and also Matthew McConaughey's in it for like a split second. Yeah, really which weird. Is, it's really weird to see, especially Philip Seymour Hoffman playing a fucking jock fucking dickhead. Which is so weird to me. Right. Austin Pendleton's also in this movie, too, who I have always liked for some reason. I just remember him growing up. He was in Short Circuit. My cousin Vinny, he plays the doctor in this movie, and he is fucking awesome. He's funny. He's really funny in this movie. Like, Mm -hmm. he's, I would say, besides the main guy, he's probably one of the best comedy bits in the in the whole fucking movie like he has some of the best lines mm-hmm. so what do you think alex i think this is a pretty fucking funny movie it's not it takes a little while to kind of get used to it a little bit so it's not like this other movie that we watched where it's actually like just silly both of these movies are fucking silly i'll just put it to you that way one is most definitely a 90s movie though Uh, while the other one isn't because they have some like pretty loud tropes that they had in the 90s in this movie which is like high school 
hijinks and stuff like that that you have or you know what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. where it's just like that's standard yeah high school yeah I'm in love with a girl and blah 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 like a standard kind of story right but it actually is kind of funny after a while you get used to it it is got the same aesthetic almost as parents as far as like that whole sort of 50s kind of feel Mm -hmm. like it doesn't look like a 50s movie or like 50s time frame or anything like that suburbs but it's that yeah it's like that that whole like suburbs like you know Mm-hmm. Kind of feels like that that fifties sort of thing. Only not as dark as Parents. Parents is way darker, mm-hmm. way more fucked up too. But uh, there is you can see some of the similarities in in the way that he shot it. Uh, this is obviously a much more brighter film. But yeah, I mean, with the random giant movie stars in it too, it's really kind of caught us off guard. Mm-hmm. Seeing Philip Seymour Hoffman and then Matthew McConaughey to, to boot. Which are just like these really small parts, too. You're like, uh, the idea of a guy coming back to from the dead just so that he can go on a date with a girl is very tryhardy and also kind of simpy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But it it is kind of something that is a little funny. And I think it's grown in popularity over the years. Like, I remember watching it on the when it came out on the shelf, like on the movie shelf. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't go to see it at the theater because like going to the theater when I was a kid, that was kind of a rarity. You know, you got to go see stuff that you really wanted to see. Like, I don't know. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Just stuff that you really wanted to go see. And then you waited for it to hit the the shelves. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember renting us renting this one and I enjoyed it. You know, it's one of those movies I also caught on TV a lot of times that they would play Mm -hmm. because it is kind of like a movie that isn't like gory or, you know, very, right. very tongue in cheek, very silly, kind of over the top humor. Like everybody's like obviously overacting and just being crazy, including Philip Seymour Hoffman, who is playing this fucking angry fucking thing that just pushes this guy around a lot. Got a little bit of trivia on that, too, by the way. But yeah, um, some of the jokes are really funny. Some of them are not. It took Christina a little while, I know, for her. She was really into it. She was complaining about it right off the bat. Yep. <laughs> but ultimately, I think this movie is a good, fun movie, though. Like, I really enjoyed, I thought it was funny by the end of the movie. It's just one of those movies that you go, oh, yeah, the 90s did some weird shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. These quirky movies, like My boy, my Best Friend's a Vampire or, oh, yeah. you know, like, I don't know, just, just these types of movies. Right, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, you always. I liked it because they were mixing in two different genres into one movie, mm-hmm. and it was fun. It was meant to be fun and just have fun with it in a mainstream kind of way. Mm-hmm. This didn't do well at the box office, but I think it's worth a watch, and I gave it a seven out of ten. Oh wow! Yeah. almost the same as the last one. Yeah, I still like the other one better though because mm-hmm. it just. I mean, there's gore in it. This is a fun movie. It's not my favorite movie, but I'll definitely pop it on from time to time for sure. Mm -hmm. Just when I think of it, you know, it's one of those movies that you go, wow, I've not seen this in a long time. Mm -hmm. So what about you? Yeah. Like you said, the beginning of the movie annoyed the fucking hell out of me. So it took me a little while to get into the groove of it. I don't like I was saying last week about the (laughs) like the college movies. I don't I don't like that immature humor i don't like towards women especially well yeah towards women and 
them just being objects and like right. But I mean, it's a, it's a product. Of it. of, I'm not like, saying it's right. I'm saying it's a product of the times. I, I know it was just like a tropey thing. It's what you did back then. Like right. that's what movies did back then. Guys were always after girls, and then they're like, "Why are the rapists?" Yeah, and then yeah, exactly. <laughs> why is the world so fucked up right yeah. now? Why why are men so fucked up? <laughs> like, gee, I wonder fuck. I wonder why. It's because of movies like this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Watching movies, 90s movies, rots your brain. <laughs> but it is. It's like you said, it really is like a typical teenage movie. But I mean, it, it did have funny moments. It had some humor. It, I, I've never seen it before. I've never even heard about I've never even heard it before. Heard yeah. about it before. But, uh, it's, but It's like a classic 90s movie that you just, it was just one of those weird ones. Yeah, exa- exactly. It, I would put it on the lines of like idled hands or. Sure. You know. Not as goofy, but but right. pretty close. <laughs> right. And But there, there, I think there were more things that bothered me. And then I, I would just get focused and stuck on, stuck on it. Like all the, everyone, every single person in this movie, even the children, they looked older than they were. Right. And I know it was just the sign of the times, but it just bothers me. <laughs> it bothers me that the teenagers look like 30 year olds and their parents looked like they should have been their grandparents. <laughs> Yeah. But it might have been the well, now that we know we that we talk about that with 80s movies too. Yeah. I mean they were definitely uh, older than uh, they should have been in school. Yeah. Yeah. But but I don't think the actors were that old. They weren't even that old. No, the they time. were they were pretty old. They were they're older the than 30s? they were they're playing. I don't know about 30s. No, but. they were probably late teens, early 20s, I'm sure. Well, let's look. Let's see how old Seymour was when this movie was made. He has passed away, of course, at the age of 46 in 2014. He was born in 1967. So this movie came out in 1993. Three. Three. What's the math? Hold on. He was 26 years old. Okay, that's pretty old. Playing a fucking 18 year old. Mm-hmm. 17, 18 year old. Right. I mean, that's pretty. That's like, yeah, that's pretty old. Yeah, it's like 11 okay. years, dude. But he wasn't really a main character either. No, but, but he looked old. He even looked older than twenty. Who's scary in this? We <laughs> <laughs> talk like this. Are you stupid? <laughs> but I, I, did, there were a lot of plot holes. I thought in the movie. Okay. And I did not like the ending. I thought it just didn't wrap it up. It didn't. It was ridiculous. You got to keep in mind, guys. This is a very cutesy kind of. It feels and acts like it is, which is a. F- fucking pg-13 movie you know what i mean this is something you would see on tv late at night or something like that that you know it's low on gore low on sense and just weird probably something you could watch when you're high as shit (laughs) and probably get a laugh out of because like the stupid antics they do in the movie right it's old it's weird i mean it's not that it's old it's just they didn't even try to do his makeup like a zombie like it it was was pretty bad it was just like grease paint yeah that's pretty what, much what it was. Yeah, that's what was on there. Hey, man. And it was, and you could tell it was different scenes and stuff because the, <laughs> the grease paint was like a different shade, like each time. But anyway, I gave it a five out of 10. Really? Okay. I was almost going to give it a 6.5, but I was like, eh, I don't know. I guess my nostalgia for it is probably more fond than it is mm-hmm. than I, this last time. Mm-hmm. But I still, we still laughed. We still had a good time. Right. But you thought it was average. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't watch it again. Okay. Unless, like you said, it was streaming or something. and I just So a six out of ten between the two of us. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Well, the reason I do that is because, like, a lot of people say that I over give things scores and you always under. Oh. So if so we do it in the average, middle. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can't argue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't blame me. 
Just kidding. <laughs> um, we do have some trivia on it. I didn't go buck wild on it. There was a lot of really odd, like, I don't want to sound disrespectful or anything, but it, you can just tell that while some people enjoyed making the movie, some really didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. It just kind of felt like Oh, that. I see. Harry Manfred Didi, first of all, did the score mm-hmm. for this. And as you know, he's done Friday the 13th and a bunch of other stuff. He's most famously known for Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, he did the music in this, which was pretty quirky and fun and silly and, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this was shot in Austin, Texas, before they started putting up all the big buildings and stuff like that. Oh, wow. A lot of critics really hated this movie, too. When it came out, and Laurie, who played Johnny, said that it was actually uh, ahead of its time in a lot of ways because he said it on the cusp of uh, a lot of these movies that were comedy comedy horror mm-hmm. that were coming out at the time, where they would take a normal plot and right. twist it a little. So I kind of agree with him. Like I feel like you know they were taking a sub a love story and turning it in oh. with a little bit of a twist to it. Yeah. And now they do that. They've done that a million times since. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of right because around the ninety that time they started doing a lot of movies like that. I yeah, guess. Yeah, they did. There was some in the eighties too, but you know I don't know. Maybe that's just his excuse for it. I don't know. But that's what he said. He said also that he was at a hotel one time or something and. Uh, the studio sent him all the clippings from all of the different reviews of the movie. And he was just like, hated him, hated him. He was a piece of shit. He was like, there was a few reviewers that kind of got it. And he thought that they kind of got what we were going for. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't think it's that bad of a movie. It was like one of his first starring main roles. Oh, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So he wasn't exactly, he was a little wet behind the ears when he came to this. And Bob Balaman is also known for being kind of somewhere in between. So it's hard to read him. Mm-hmm. He will tell you sometimes and not tell you other times. Hmm. And so like. Let you fill it out. Yeah. Which makes people nervous sometimes when they can't read you. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> right. he would be very stern sometimes and not the other times. Uh-huh. He was really kind of intimidated by Bob Balaban just because of his fame and in, in acting in general. So mm-hmm. to have him as a director was even more weird for him, he said. Oh, that makes sense. You know, because he saw him in Altered States and like fucking mm-hmm. all these movies. And he was like, oh, my God. This guy. <laughs> so because that guy actually knows how to act, you know, and he's a director on top of it. So, right. You know, he also Bob Balaban said that he chose Austin because he likes that city. He said it's much more uh, open-minded and artistic. Mm-hmm. And he also won. He liked this movie because it was all about inclusion. So the story really, the sub root of it is mm-hmm. about. Right. doesn't matter what color your skin is. Right. Accept people for who they are. Right. Which I don't think I, they really did a good job of that because. No, they did not. I, they're. There weren't any. I mean, other compared to what we people in the movie. Yeah, it was very light handed. Yeah, <laughs> but but you're yeah. also you also have to remember that we're watching movies now that are very heavy handed. Right, right. For most people, right. Like you know, I'm not saying I I bother I get bothered by, it, but the, a lot of people do. Like they feel like so the, weird. the opinions being forced down their An throat. Opinion, yeah. But there's the, other cultures in the world. <laughs> this just goes to show you that you can go back to the 1993 and see that they've had these right. tropes for many years. Right. They just don't put a finer point on it. You know. So weird. So, but this one, he said, yeah, it's definitely. There's no hiding the fact that this is definitely about you know race and inclusion. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Lowry, who was the main actor, Andrew Lowry, who played Johnny Dingle, said that the movie was originally titled Johnny Zombie, which he personally preferred. Yeah, I can see that. I, I think it makes more sense because if you're not going to include the fucking song that everybody wants to fucking... <laughs> but, wait, hold on. Technically... That was never her boyfriend. Yeah, technically, no. She just agreed to it. Well, not even. She just well, agreed no, no, to go no. to if prom gonna, with If we're going to be technical, <laughs> what is it when when someone says, "Yeah, you're right. It wasn't her boyfriend." Yeah, the other guy was. So it is weird. That's probably why he liked Johnny Zombie. Uh, yeah, because it makes more sense. That was something that bothered me. But well, my boyfriend's back really does have a way better ring. Oh, it to does. It. it totally does. Johnny Zombie, like I wouldn't know what to think of that. My yeah, boyfriend's back. Right. And you see a picture of a dead dude makes total sense. It's like because <laughs> it would be about just that guy, just the right. guy being a zombie, kind of like Fido, like talking. Lowry also said that he learned one of the things that he learned from Bob Balaban was that he's like you know because he he because Bob knew he was kind of wet behind the ears a little bit you know and he was like you know you got to stop worrying about what other people think. He's like the big guys they don't give a shit. He's like I'm not telling you to fucking blow off. You're a director and blow me off and not listen to me. Mm-hmm. He's like, but they don't give a fuck what anybody thinks <laughs> when they act. Six, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, and he said that was like some of the best mm-hmm. thing that he ever heard. Is it because it took him three years to figure that out? Mm-hmm. So, and Lowry was trained classically, so he never broke from the script, uh, uh-huh. which was not really popular at the time. Like, mm-hmm. it became popular in the 90s to improv and comedies and stuff right. like that because of the comedic effect that would happen. You know what I right. mean? And so he was like, no, I never, I don't want to step on somebody else's words. They spent too long writing this. I'm not going to fuck it up. Mm-hmm. So he was just like, read it. I did it. Never added anything else to it. Mm-hmm. He said that the only thing that he was given liberty with was the the fact of how he wanted to walk around mm-hmm. and be. And he said, well, he said, I thought it'd be kind of like old if I was just like putting my arms out the whole time, like zombies at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, so I really just didn't want to be that. And I want to do that. So mm-hmm. I just acted like my like a normal guy that yeah, makes ha- had stuff falling off of him. Occasionally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you have any particular scenes or anything that that pissed you off? Maybe that you that, want to bring up that first scene when he was having the sexual fantasy about banging her in the gymnasium and everyone was like, like watching them. <laughs> I'm like, really? What the fuck? Hey, and that's a symbol of status, you know. Like, what? but I mean, it was funny when oh, I think I need a mi- we need a microscope because we can't see. Well, first of all, you got you got to remember. Like, oh my god, we're 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 in the nineties. Second of all, guys guys in their age between sixteen and eighteen have a libido like a motherfucker, and it, I'm not saying that it's yeah, okay. That. Just hold on, hear me out. Let me finish before you interrupt me, and then everybody fucking cancels me. All right. <laughs> Um, I'm just saying that guys have a libido and, you know, regardless of whether or not they act on it or not, they're thinking about it. And so that's, it's just, it's kind of internal in his mind, I would assume. And that's what I would write it off as because it's not like, you know, it's a daydream. Then why do they have to put a daydream in there? We know, we already knew that he was like in love with her. Well, clearly because he came back from the dead. Well, later on, I'm just Just saying at that moment in the movie. They didn't need to put that stupid seat in there. Had stupid. they been pushing like condoms and stuff into the fucking movie and like getting laid and like his dick falling off? Maybe I could understand that a little his bit. His dick did fall off. His dick fell off in a dream. Was it a dream? It was a dream. Wait, wasn't there a part where she comes to his room and his arm falls off and then like. Oh, yeah. Oh, nose, it was a he dream. He sneezes yeah, and, and his then, nose comes off. And then it. 
And then, and then she was like, how's your ear? How's your ear doing? And he's like, oh, it's really good. You know, it looks like, chew. And his nose comes off and she puts it back on with a piece of gum. Right. And then he's like, she like stands up. She's like, is it, what's going to happen? Like if you're, you know, your thing, that fall off too at some point. (laughs) And he was like, I hope not. I don't know. And then she stands up and he grabs her arm and and his arm comes off. (laughs) And then fucking like he stands up and then his dick rolls down his pant leg. (laughs) You just hear rolling and thump on the floor. Stupid. I mean, they did do that, but, you know, it's too PG-13 for all that. You know what I mean? Like. But I know what you mean, but I just, I don't know. It's just a product of the times. I don't really think of it. Like, I bet you if I watch Van Wilder at this point in time, it would be so offensive. Like, you know what I mean? Do you remember how popular that movie was? No, I don't even think I've watched it. I have it. Why? (laughs) Where they squeeze the dog's testicles into the fucking, like... Oh, my God. Are you serious? They had a dog? Come on. It's it's stupid. It's a fucking Ryan... It's a fucking Ryan... uh, Reynolds? Reynolds movie, yeah. Let's talk about the fucking robbery, the idea that he has oh in order to win her over and get her because he goes to ask this girl out for fucking. Okay, let's explain this, first of all. So this girl, Missy, that this guy, Johnny, has always been in love with since he was, what, six years old or something like that. It was like her sixth birthday. Mm-hmm. And he bought her a gift that had a locket with her, him and her in a locket. And he never gave it to her. He chickened out because he was too scared, which is pretty much Johnny in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. He's just doesn't take action. So she gets into a relationship years later. It's their senior year. He, she gets into his relationship with Buck, who is like, like the star athlete. Matthew Fox. Yeah. Matthew Fox, who was in. He lost. And yes. he was in a, what's that? A tomahawk. What's that movie called? Bone. Uh, bone tomahawk. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he basically breaks up with her some, for some reason, At the beginning of the movie, they talk about it and he's like, Oh, this is my chance to ask her to the prom because she's available. And he even says, Oh, Hey, Missy, uh, you look amazingly beautiful for a very available day. <laughs> and then she stands on his lap and like, he's like, Oh, this is a dream. And that's when it goes into the gym thing. Right. But the whole point is, is that he goes to ask her after class when he wakes up from this daydream. And she's like ready to, he's ready to ask her. And then her boyfriend comes in with a marching band with Philip Seymour Hoffman as a fucking prick who slams him up against the thing. And he's like, Brad, go. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, the guy's like, I'm so sorry I broke up with you. What well, can you take? Can we go to prom again? And then they're like, Oh, bummer. And he's like, Nope, I've got the perfect plan. And what's his plan, Christina? So she works as a cashier at like a convenience store. Right. So the other friend, was get- uh, Eddie? Yeah. So he was going to hold the store up to uh, get some money. Yeah. And then. By wearing, but his buddy wearing a fucking ski mask and holding right. a gun up to him and he was going to save the day. Yeah. And he was going to save the day and then, then she'll have to go to prom with him. But instead a real robber shows up. And right? he's like, what are you doing with that mask? Which <laughs> 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 is kind of funny. So he takes his, his mask and then he goes in to rob the place. And uh, you think he's like going to get in trouble for like you think it's like a regular citizen at first. And then it's like actually a robber. Right. With a real gun. And it's like, Give me all the fucking money. <laughs> he's like, what? 
<laughs> gets shot in the chest trying to save her. Right, because she goes, okay, this pissed me off. What She goes and reaches for a bat. <laughs> like, who fucking gives a shit? Just give him the money. Well, maybe really? she was trying to hit the bullet back at him. <laughs> like, like, are you stupid? Like, what? <laughs> a gun versus a bat. Okay. 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 So he gets shot and he dies. So she pretty much just got him killed. Which no one thought of that, did they? Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know what? She barely even felt guilty when he came back from the dead. Well, you know? and, and let's explain what happened. He gets shot in the chest. His last dying gasp. Oh yeah. Is will you go to prom? Will you go to prom with me? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. Sure. And then he dies. He gets buried. There's a specific. There's a, a very ornery looking guy in the cemetery named Murray. His name's Murray. 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 That's our dog's name. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he like spits in his hand. He's like ready to, you know, dug the fucking dirt and throw it on a fucking Johnny boy. <laughs> and Johnny boy comes up out of the ground and he's not even surprised. He's like, ah, oh, what the fuck? Hey, how you doing, Johnny? How you doing, buddy? And he's like, hey, what's going on? He's like, oh, you're dead. <laughs> he's like why well, can't I get out of here he's like oh no 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 no! you can't leave here bad things happen when you leave here Johnny you'll get used to being in the afterlife I'll teach you a few things you know which makes you wonder if Murray was dead the whole time right if he was that other he, zombie for 15 years ago that right they because they mentioned about. that like five times in yeah, the movie and they didn't say it and they so didn't even complete it they didn't they didn't probably because they had to do that stupid ending but anyway but, but it's probably obviously him because he, at some point in the movie, Johnny goes to get help for what happened, what ails him, because he finds out that he's falling apart, and then he's got to figure out what's going on with his body and why his ear fell off and all this shit. And so he goes to this old woman who apparently had a similar situation happen at that very exact cemetery mm -hmm. where her husband came back, mm -hmm. and she had to feed... <laughs> Him human. <laughs> and so the couple of people, and they don't explain whatever happened. She never tells them how they stopped. Right. Or if he just ended up going back to the cemetery. But clearly it's him. Yeah. It's it's clearly him. Right. So he is obviously probably just digging up bodies and like eating them and shit. Or, well, he made it seem like you couldn't leave the cemetery. So I was, see, in my head, I was like, oh, well, maybe... You're okay as long as you just stay yeah, like in his, that vicinity. If he stays in that sanitary, he probably doesn't age. Yeah, or he doesn't have to eat human. Right. So all I would do is just ask my girlfriend to build a house in the cemetery. Yeah, exactly. And or, fucking live with her. Come on, let's go to prom. No, just come visit me once in a while. You don't have to live with me. Yeah, so my it's dick okay. doesn't fall off or my ear or my <laughs> nose or my leg or my... Whatever. I thought that was kind of interesting that they added it in there and they didn't show, though. Mm -hmm. It was it like, what the fuck? Me. It was a plot hole. That's one of those plot holes I was talking about. I like the part also where he bites his friend's arm almost. Oh, yeah. You're trying to bite me. He's like, hey, man, these, these fucking tots don't... These, are these... Like, what were they? Chicken tenders. He was like, these chicken tenders taste terrible. I can't eat these. And he was like, so they changed something about it. And he's like, what are you talking about? They're fine. And I looked at them and they look like hard cooked. Like, they look like hard rocks. <laughs> like, I don't know what. But he goes to, like, taste it, and then Johnny goes to bite his arm, and he's like, oh, you're trying to bite me like a zombie. <laughs> this is apparently, like, early on when people didn't know zombies as well. Because mm -hmm. there was a time in the 90s where zombies weren't that popular. Right. You, like, oh, yeah. yeah they had a resurgence back it in the 90s. The, it was the late 90s. I think it, you're right Whole because I zombie movies. I remember like getting into zombie movies around ninety 
95, 96 a lot. The Walking Dead comics came out. Yeah. Oh, did they? Yeah, around then. I'm pretty sure. Wow. That's how old it is? Yeah. Damn, dude. I only started reading them in like the 2000s, dude. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. Sure it was like late 90s. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Okay, here's one thing I wanted to bring up. This part bothered me. In the library, there's there's Buck, who's the the, the, the quarterback, and then Chuck, which is his running back or whatever, I'm Filthy. assuming. Yeah. Chuck and Buck. And they catch Missy kissing Johnny mm-hmm. in the library. And Chuck chases him down the hall and tries to kill him with an axe, and he whips the axe over his head, and it hits his. he hits himself in his own head with the sharp, pointy part of the axe, the back of the axe, mm-hmm. in his head and dies. And so Johnny eats his stomach because <laughs> this is shortly after he tries to, <laughs> he figures out that he needs to eat human flesh to survive mm-hmm. and be able to sustain not falling apart. Um, but his best friend and Missy are seeing him eating and they're all like, oh my God, you ate Chuck. And he's like, not all of them. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. Does that sound familiar to you, Christina? Oh yeah, that's right. So... It should sound pretty practically uh, familiar. It sounds like it's like a stolen joke. So I did a little research. <laughs> you did a little Googling. A little joke research. <laughs> Coming to you live from BTV News. Uh- <laughs> Coming to you live from BTV News. This is Alex King. Oh, my God. anyway so in the movie dead alive which we were just talking about in the beginning of this episode they have a scene where the mother eats the dog and lionel goes upstairs trying to clean it up before the people show go upstairs Mm -hmm. and she's like lionel your mother ate my dog he's like not all of it oh Come on. Yeah. You know totally. what time that movie came out, by the way, Christina? Like 90, 89, 90? 92. 90, oh. oh. So that came out before this movie came out. Oh, that's strange. Yeah. So it's very possible that they saw that at a festival or something like that and added it into this movie. You think? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that's pretty infamous scene. That's an infamous line. Like right. that movie is chock full of some of the best lines right. in horror comedy ever. Right. And your mother ate my dog, not all of it. And then you say, You ate Chuck. Not all of them. Right. Come on. Right. You little stealer. Oh, silly. Whoever wrote it, Lori. Well, we know which which movie Dean Lori, you stealer. We know which movie's the best, so I'm just saying I'm just saying. Just say And this movie failed, so it didn't work. Right. There was a couple of funny scenes that I do want to mention that was really funny with the mom and the dad. Oh, that that was just going to say that was my favorite scene. Why? Go ahead. So the son comes home, right? And they're eating dinner. But the mom was like, oh, I went to the grocery store. I got you something. I got you something special. Oh, can you go grab the butter out of the refrigerator for me, honey? And there's a kid in there. No, it was an old dead man. That was the first one. Oh, that's the one I was talking about. Yeah. Was the one with the kid. She oh. Brought, she brought the kid home from the grocery store. He's like, I so. got a special gift for you for your, for your at the grocery store. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Can I explain? Do you want me to explain how it yeah. all went down? Yeah. So he goes into the kitchen and there's this kid sitting on a silver platter with leaves under his... <laughs> under his ass licking a lollipop he's eating a lollipop she's like this is for you he's like a kid i can't eat a kid we gotta take this back you can't just take kids up from the grocery store mom (laughs) 
Meanwhile, there's a fucking militia. A mob. A mob of people that are trying to come over to his house because he ate Chuck, right? Mm -hmm. And they they come in the front door and they're like, we're taking him. He's a zombie. And he's like, what the fuck? And they shoot him and everything. Mm -hmm. And it was before they shoot him that he's like, the little kid's like, hey, daddy. And he was like, (laughs) wait a second. He's like, oh, he's he's like, oh, hey, little Chuck, how you doing, buddy? And he's like, now, listen, you wait a second. He tried to eat me. <laughs> he tried to eat me. <laughs> it was great. That, that was, was my favorite. That was really funny. The parents yeah. were really spot on. Yeah. Like, they were really good. The humor in that was really funny. It was. I. That's what I'm saying. Subtle. Like, there is some funny stuff in this movie. I, I feel like it's not as average as you think. Right. It just doesn't come all together well. It's, it's just, just really silly stuff that you would not expect to see. Mm-hmm. And like make sense of it. You can't, you can't look at this movie seriously. You can't take it seriously. It is everything over the top just for the sake of running a joke. Like mm-hmm. literally kind of like one of those things. Mm-hmm. So then you find out that the doctor who he tells that he's got this ailment, he gives him a piece of skin to test out to, and he works up some sort of, uh, that was funny antigen or something like that. He tells him, Oh, I've, I've, I've come to save your life, Johnny. And he was like, okay. And he ties him down to the bed. He's like, great. Let's get this started. So, so you figured out a way to reverse it? He was like, oh, no. No, no, no. I just need about 30, 40 pounds of your flesh. And he was like, wait, 30, 40? No. What do you mean, 30, 40? He's like, oh, well, I, I'm sorry. I just, I came up with an antigen that makes people younger. Younger. And, and I just need some of your flesh to be able to do that. He's like, well, what about saving me? And he was like, oh, I just said that because I needed the flesh. <laughs> the doctor was fucking funny on yeah. that shit, dude. And he's like, okay, how about 30? And he's like, no, <laughs> no. Because <laughs> like, the doctor's so, like, obviously, like, he's so honest, but yet, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just, like, a weird balance. This comedic timing, I'm telling you, man, I really mm-hmm. liked it. It was good. Anyway, by the end of the movie, it's like this whole, like, you know, they're interrupted by the mob looking for Johnny who escapes down a ladder and then heads to the cemetery where Murray is. And then he says, uh, he's better than you guys. He came here for her. Are he any human being for crying out loud? That's better than any of you had done for your wives. <laughs> and then he's like, just to dance with her, too. So they let him go and they go to the dance and he falls on the floor and turns into smoke. And goes to heaven, I guess, and mm. finds out that he was never supposed to get shot in the first place and that they yeah. messed up. So they're going to send him they're back. Send him back. He to- was supposed to slip on coffee, which made no sense. Yeah, I didn't understand it either. And then a whole scene plays out again. He gets shot in the chest yeah, again. And then he slips on coffee, which makes no sense because he's still shot. And then the bullet disappears. Right. Well, the, the, the uh, technically, I guess I ma- it makes sense now for me is that the extra slip where he got shot was just enough to hit the locket that he had on his chest. Oh, that's right. Stupid. The locket that he had saved for that girl since he was six fucking years old. This kid had put a lot of time into stalking and wander- wandering out her house. Right. And he deserved. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Even if she didn't want to. That's what it seems <laughs> yeah, like, it right? Really, it really did. It's like <laughs> now all of a sudden she's just going to drop everything she's doing to be with this guy. No, but it's funny. Like, it's just ugh. stupid. It's just a love story. It's not about fucking rape, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he stalked her. 
Yeah, but he you, was stalking. It her. does sound pretty. It is pretty stalkery. It, like it if totally you think about is. it, like it is pretty fucking like, dude. You gotta calm down. Yeah. Like I don't know. Did you ever have a crush on anybody when you were really young? And then well, like, yeah, it always but I didn't carried... like see where they were. I didn't come time. back from the dead for them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck that. Would you come back for the dead for me, Christina? No, I'm good. <laughs> You're like, no, leave me alone, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, that's good to know i'm holding back my jokes right now alex i'm Uh, holding back wow Wow, christina you wish you wish i beat you (laughs) all right you're gonna have control now (laughs) guys i hope you enjoyed this episode we definitely do like to make jokes you know we're, we're we're not being serious okay obviously that's like part of our humor if you haven't realized that by now, then <laughs> why the fuck are you here? Yeah, like clearly, we we make like ill jokes towards each other all the time. Yeah. So, but anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We try to have fun with it. I enjoyed watching some horror comedies. I always like watching horror comedies. I love horror comedies. More, please. More. So, I hope that we'll make it through this next week with the Hammer, Hammer horror. horror movies. So, please help us uh, vote on that if you see it on. Um, do you love horror on Facebook? If you're on Facebook or haven't signed up, sign up anyway and join our Do You Love Horror group and you can just like chat through that. We'll do it on Twitter, Reddit, and uh, I think Instagram. Instagram? Yep. How are they going to vote on Instagram for eight movies? They, oh, I don't know. I'll figure it out. Thank you. Uh, hey. <laughs> uh, I guess we could just count it and just like have people write us and then yeah, we, we would us. have to write it down. Yeah. So, yeah, we could do it that way. So let us know what you guys think, which movie we should pick of those. And uh, we'll post them for you uh, this week. So just make sure you keep an eye out for it and pick it. And then we'll get to watching it. And then we'll get to reviewing it and have your ears pleased with another episode of BTV. But other than that, guys, thank you so much for stopping by. And as always, long live the point. Tune in every Monday for a brand new episode.